stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Canadian homosexuals are having their careers ruined, being kicked out of their churches, having their children taken away from them, and being assaulted in the streets of our own cities. We're fed up with the lack of basic respect due all human beings. We're fed up with having to hide to preserve our jobs. We're fed up with having to hide to preserve our own freedom. What have we done to deserve this? Love. All we want to do is love persons of the same sex and live our lives as we decide for ourselves. Well, that from Historic Canada Foundation. The 1971 We Demand protest, and that was activist Charlie Hill. So fast forward to more than 45 years later, this moment today in the House of Commons. The number one job of any government is to keep its citizens safe. And on this, we have failed LGBTQ2 communities and individuals time and time again. It is with shame and sorrow and deep regret for the things we have done that I stand here today and say we were wrong, we apologize, I am sorry, we are sorry. So an historic apology in the House of Commons today from the Prime Minister to the LGBTQ community. And again, I think we're in a place now where most Canadians would agree that that was wrong. But it can be a a difficult and uncomfortable process in acknowledging those wrongs. And now the difficult work begins of trying to make that right. Expunging uh, people's records erasing those convictions, and there's going to be compensation involved as well. Certainly Canada of 2017 is a much different place from Canada of 1971 when Charlie Hill spoke those words. And maybe people would just as soon move on. Say, okay, we're not like that anymore. We don't do those things anymore. We don't treat people that way anymore. But we can't ignore that it happened. And I think we need to to acknowledge this part of our history. Remember these stories. Joining us on the line is uh, Kevin Allen, a research lead of the Calgary Gay History Project. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us here today. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, it is quite a day. Just y- your own thoughts on the, the significance of what occurred just a, a short time ago in Ottawa. I think it's really powerful. I think the uh, gay community has been fighting a battle for a long time, and it's uh, uh there were a lot of historic injustices done to our community, and um, it feels good to hear the words, I'm sorry. Why is it important? Um, I think uh, it's important because a lot of this history is relatively unknown, the, um, the discrimination that happened in the past, particularly with the kicking out of civil servants and expunging queer people from the military. Uh, and I think if you if you sweep those things under the rug and forget about them, then a country can't move forward in any healthy way. And we have to sort of acknowledge um, the errors in the past and, and move forward uh, from there so that we don't have a repeat 
those same errors. Right. So it's not enough to say, "Oh, we're not like that anymore. We don't we don't do that anymore. We don't we don't arrest people for being gay. We don't fire people for being gay. We've moved on from that." That's not enough, is it? Well, I mean, unfortunately, there's still acts of homophobia and transphobia today. You know, maybe not as much in our urban centers, but in rural parts of Canada. And I was uh, speaking a, a couple of years ago at a church in Calgary at an anti-homophobia sort of panel. And the other panelist was someone who was attacked in a homophobic hate crime and, and stabbed in the neck and, you know, living the rest of his life as a quadriplegic. So oh. these things happen still today. Why do you think it's taken so long for this? this um, well, uh, I think it's hard to say how, when societies come to terms with their past and, and feel ready to apologize, but tw- I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why today versus last year or next year. I just think I'm just really happy it's happened. Mm-hmm. In terms of these these experiences that people went through and you know ensuring that these these stories live on and i know there there was one in particular uh the story of everett uh, clipperts and right. john ebbetson at the globe and mail brought this story to light about a year and a half ago now this was someone who was uh, i believe who spent a lot of his life right, right here in alberta right that's right he was a calgary bus driver uh he, he grew up in calgary and was arrested in 1960 on the charge of gross indecency, which is what gay men were charged with back in the day. And he he pled guilty to it and was incarcerated for four years. And then he, when he got out of jail, he went, he moved to the Northwest Territories because he had a big family, Baptist family here in Calgary, and um, didn't want to bring any more shame to them. So he, he kind of fled town and he got arrested again. And his court case eventually led to the decriminalization of homosexuality in uh, 1969. Because we hear these stories, and, and certainly part of this apology involves civil servants, people who work for the federal government in Ottawa. But, you know, I mean, this story illustrates that uh, there's a lot of that history that transpired right here in Alberta and people who were directly impacted by, by these laws and this discrimination at the time. Well, and it doesn't go very far back in history. I mean, it, it's not even 20 years ago we had the Dellen Green decision, which was, you know, right. the Alberta government to Green to the Supreme Court to preserve the right to not include sexual orientation in its human rights legislation as a protected ground. So, and again, in 2005, when the same-sex marriage debates were happening, we had a lot of voices of opposition in Calgary and in Alberta. So it's amazing how fast things have changed just in the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's quite something. So what is uh, the, the Calgary Gay History Project? And tell us a bit more about that. Sure, it's something I started just as a sort of keen volunteer five years ago and i've uh, there's uh, there's a handful of us that are working on this project now and we're trying to recover and preserve these stories of our local uh gay history we're doing a lot of interviews with elders in our community and um digging through archives and, and libraries for any reference to the gay community from years past our record wasn't our historical record wasn't preserved very well in archives and libraries and so it's really important to us to sort of get these stories uh, recorded while we still can. All right, well, people can read more at calgaryqueerhistory.ca. Kevin, thanks for joining us on this historic day. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, take care. That's uh, Kevin Allen, research lead with the Calgary Gay History Project. His reaction uh, to what's been happening in the nation's capital today and this apology from the prime minister.
he certainly believed it was the right thing to do, an important thing to do. And, you know, even as, as Kevin points out on the uh, Gay History Project website, that the apology input process was nonpartisan. Calgary MP Michelle Rempel participated, listening answers to our questions directly from the, gay, uh, the Calgary Gay History Project. So this was the time when Randy uh, Bolsonaro was named a special advisor on these issues to the prime minister and uh, came through Calgary. Uh, Trudeau, for his part, says he hopes this apology begins a healing process. For the oppression of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and two-spirit communities, we apologize. On behalf of the government, parliament, and the people of Canada, we were wrong, we are sorry, and we will never let this happen again. Never again will Canada's government be the source of so much pain for members of the LGBTQ2 communities. We promise to consult and work with individuals and communities to right these wrongs and begin to rebuild trust. All right, 403-974-8255. Well, on a day that the Prime Minister was issuing this historic apology, uh, we've got some troubling new numbers about hate crimes in Canada. Because I think, you know, this apology illustrates how far we've come as a country, how much more tolerant we are as a country. And when you see some of these numbers in the latest hate crime statistics, it almost suggests that maybe, maybe not. So there, there is some good news mixed in with some, some disconcerting news. So we'll go through some of that uh, when we come back and a lot more still to come. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.